Hello and welcome to season two, episode one of Navigating Life with Coach Lowe. Y'all know, as usual, I'm excited because I have the best guests to impress on all of the social media outlets. And so today I have Reginald Reggie Smith with me. He is amazing. He got a lot of really, really great things going on. And I cannot wait to hear, for you to hear from him. Um, Reggie, I am going to turn the mic over to you in one second, but I just wanted to say to y'all, you're in for a treat. Welcome again. And now, Reggie, back to you. Please introduce yourself to the guests. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Reggie Smith. They call me Reggie D. I'm owner of Pure Heat Gourmet Sauce, Bossing Up Trucking, and All Brothers Logistics Trucking Company. I'm a serial entrepreneur, a businessman, and a peak performance speaker, motivational speaking. All right, all right, all right. That is awesome. So today we are talking about no excuses. We plan to win over here. And Reggie is that guy. He has played to win. It has been some tough times on the journey, but he never made excuses. He was all about handling the business and the business of good choices have made to made him to taking him to a place of great success. And so I'm just so excited about this uh, podcast. I I just got my words all mixed up. I'm just, but this is this is gonna be good, and and that is kind of why. So Reggie, today uh-huh. we're talking about no excuses and plans to win. So when I'm I'm thinking about your story and I'm thinking about your um your start in life. You came from a really good family, a family that was making moves in uh, Saint East St. Louis, and um, you decided to go a different way. Unpack yes. that a little bit for us. Uh, I'm an only child, uh, born in East St. Louis, Illinois, back in the 70s. <laughs> um, my grandmother, uh, may she rest in peace, she passed on January 18th uh, when we first started speaking about doing this. But she owned uh, several Chinese restaurants. She was married to uh, an Asian guy. Um, and she owned several Chinese restaurants in East St. Louis. My parents worked for General Motors. Um, my mom, she's been there well over 30 years. Um, and I mean, her, I have no other siblings. Uh, my mom had... Uh, five other siblings and they're all well off and I kind of steered off a little bit you know along the path uh I'll go into that a little bit I I, I kind of come up in uh the crack era so you know everybody started experience experimenting selling using and I did a little bit of both and it kind of took me uh the wrong way uh back in the, the the 90s you know when it when it really hit hit our neighborhoods hard um my, my late teen years, you know, 16 through 18, um, I had to cross through the projects every day coming home. And, you know, that 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 lifestyle just, it, it grabbed me and sucked me in. You know, I decided I wanted to be a part of it. I wanted to see what all the, the glitz and glory was about of, you know, the fast cars and the rims back then and the ragtop cars, mm-hmm. you know, and I didn't want to keep asking my mom for it. So I figured I could go out and get it on my own. And it kind of uh, sucked me in a little bit. Well, a whole lot of bit. Um, 
eventually, you know, I, I, I sold a lot, made a lot of money, but at the same time, I was using it as well. And, and it kind of took me under. Uh, my parents, you know, nobody really knew what to look for because at the time, you know, cocaine was a new drug in the urban community. So a lot of people really didn't know what to look for. Um, and I was, I was out every day, you know, and I, I was still keeping myself up, kept my hair cut, kept new cars, um, shopping all the time. So I kept my lifestyle up as far as my appearance, but my mentals were slowly leaving me because I wasn't doing the right thing. It wasn't taking care of my body. Uh, and it eventually uh, landed me in prison at the age of 24 uh, for murder and for drugs. Um, and that, that, that's pretty much that wrong path. Okay. I'll kind of drop that on you. You, you, you went, you went far real fast. I'm like, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. It didn't. It don't take long for the streets to eat you up, and it don't take long for for it to spit you back out either, because it would definitely do that. Yeah. So okay. So um, you you told a lot of the story real fast. Not really Uh about the streets, but that is a true statement. Yeah. So, yep. so let's just back up just a little okay. bit. So, uh, you were born to teenage parents, and mm-hmm. your your uh, dad wasn't really involved, but right. your grandmother wanted your mom to still succeed, and so mm-hmm. grandma stepped in to help mom, and grandma became like a second mother to you. Correct. Correct. She so, took care of me. We, we lived in the house with her. My mom continued with school, uh, finished school, continued with work, and all the time I'm home with my grandmother. My mom would come home in the evenings after working long hours, and I'd try to make sure to beat her in the house as much as I could <laughs> with her working so much. My grandmother ran the restaurants, and she was working a regular job as well. You know, that kind of left me out there to do a little bit of everything yeah yeah my my grandmother raised me for for most of my life my grandmother and my great-grandmother so I was raised in the house of women yeah Yeah. I was raised by all women and so so when you talk about the travels through the projects to get home Mm -hmm. um what was it did you feel like it was your friends or was it the lifestyle that that this uh, street activity could afford you? Because one of the statements that you made was that you, the the people that you were with, like in the projects and stuff, in the, in the street life period, they did what they did to eat. You did what you did to have more of what right. you wanted. Correct, correct. I, I really didn't need anything that they had. I could have just went and asked for. But, you know, you get tired of asking your mom for money all the time where you can go and get it yourself because she's going to always give it to me, but it might come with a little fussing, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So instead of having to hear the fussing for those new uh, Nikes or that new starter jacket, you know, we was wearing back in the 90s, uh, I I decided to go out and, you know, and and make money on my own when I could make, you know, starting off three, four, five hundred dollars a day without having to ask my mom for money, you know, why not at the age of 16, 17? And, you know, it was with her giving me so much money or whenever I asked for it, it was really easy for me to hide that little extra income. Yeah. You know, it, 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 it was nothing more than what she was already giving me. I just didn't have to ask as much. So, you know, it was another way of me hiding some of the things that I was doing. Okay. So <clears throat> when I, when I listened to your story, when I, um, when, when we talked, 
I was just, I was intrigued because your grandmother seemed to be the catalyst in your family um, that made sure that everybody did okay. Just oh, like yeah. just like she was there for your mom when she became a teen uh, parent and mm -hmm. still wanted her to be great. She supported her and she supported you. Correct. And likewise, you, even though you made some bad decisions, you were always able to bounce back. Why no yeah. excuses? Uh, there's no excuse not to be able to bounce back. You know, every time I, I, I fell off, as I call it, I was always able to get myself back on track because I, I did pray a lot. You know, we still went to church through everything that I did. And, you know, after prison, I was able to come out and still get a decent job. I hear people tell me, uh, hey, I can't get a job because I got a felony on my record. But then I look at myself, it's never, ever stopped me from getting a job, period. Uh, actually, I've only been turned down for one job and that's because I tried to work for a bank you know a mortgage <laughs> company <laughs> you know that 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 large you know uh, uh conglomerate you know they they found out pretty quickly I was a convicted felon and I got turned out for that job but other than that I, I've never had you know any financial problems or any problems paying my bills legally uh once I came home you know as you know from working so there's no excuse why a person can't go out and get a job I tell people all the time if you can't get the job that you want you know two ten dollar an hour jobs add up to twenty dollars an hour all day long you know uh, if you got to work a couple of warehouse jobs, uh, one McDonald's and one Amazon, whatever you have to do, there's absolutely no excuse why you can't eat and pay your bills and take care of your family legally without being in the streets. Absolutely no reason. Right. And so, so what do you say to the person that feels like, okay, I really don't want that because that's not the quick way to get to where I'm trying to go, which was what drew you in. So mm -hmm. to the person that says, well, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go the street way, the fast route. I'm going to go this route so that I can gain what it is that I want, whatever that looks like, because once you get drawn in, it's hard to get away from that. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it is. It it growing is. up because I too come from an urban area in the city of Chicago. So, right. so I get it. <clears throat> what, do you, what do you say to that young man, that young woman that's like, no, I need to, you know, get this money right now because I need to feed my kids, whatever the reason is, what what was missing from you in the season of your life where you chose to do this that you didn't think about okay i could get two jobs to make this what i wanted to be what what was missing and what would you say to someone who might be struggling with that decision today well, it wasn't much missing, I will say. It was just my 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 clear thought pattern and that's what was missing. You know, me thinking clearly is what was missing. But what I would say to the youth of today, uh, when you go to prison, you make ten dollars a month as a janitor. 15 to 20 dollars a month working in the kitchen and 50 dollars a month as a plumber I, don't, I didn't say an hour i said a month mm -hmm. so that hey that that's what i would say to them um uh, you know you, you you get just enough to buy uh, uh toothbrush toothpaste and deodorant and and 
probably a, a couple of envelopes to write home. That's all the money you're going to make. And your friends and your family, it's just like dying from being in these streets. If you're gone so long, they're going to forget about you. Nobody's going to be there but mom and grandma. And in some cases, depending on your family structure, they're not even there. You know, I was in prison with people that hadn't seen their family in over 10 years, 15, 20 years, because the money ran out, the visits ran out, they could no longer do it. They, they We out here, you know, we, we're trying to fight to survive on the streets right now. We are today. Mm -hmm. So, we, you know, we can't take care of somebody in there that decided to make a wrong choice or a bad choice. We know that you're taking care of in there. We know they're going to feed you. They're going to give you a place to stay. You have no electric bill, no water bill, and you have no mortgage. We know, you know, they're, they're going to forget about you after a while. Those phone, you know, those accepting those collect calls, that's going to slow down those visits are going to slow down everything's going to slow down after a while you know when people are out here trying to fend for themselves so you know for anybody that's out there doing the wrong thing they're going to forget about you when you get locked up and you're going to be working for pennies so you better go out and go and get you a couple of those jobs or one decent job if you can land one rather than going uh to prison working for them for free you know, and making nearly nothing and, and they're struggling worse than when you were out here with your freedom. Yeah. <clears throat> wow. So <laughs> you, you said a mouthful. So yeah. when you, when you were, after you were released from jail, you talked about um, how you, you never wanted to work for anybody. So you always had an entrepreneur frame of mind. Mm -hmm. So you, you went to prison you went to prison not uh once but twice. Yes. So you, yes. you originally went for um for a murder case and a combined drug conviction. Correct. Right. And so then following that, you did the um what do you call it? I I, I, I got out and I, I opened a debt collection agency. Uh -huh. So I did, I, I did debt collections and I owned nightclubs and I owned a nail salon and I wasn't paying my taxes the way that I should have been. And yeah, and I started having tax problems and, you know, I went from doing street crimes to, you know, that's the state penitentiary to federal crimes, white collar crimes, you know, and now the feds want to come knocking on my door. So I experienced it a, a second time in my forties, you know, went from my twenties and then I got out, tried to do the right thing, but I still wasn't all the way on track. You know, I, I didn't have it all the way out of my system. I figured that I could still take shortcuts and those shortcuts came and caught up with me a, a second time. Right. So, I mean, but that's, I just, when I, when I think about I could not think of tax invasion to save my life in that <laughs> moment. I just totally had a brain freeze. Right, right. Like, so you, 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 so there were a couple of things that happened. So you were successful in the, in the business realm and you were making it happen. You had your nail salon, you had your debt collection agency, you had all of these different things going on, but with that collection agency, something happened do you would you like to share that with us uh which one <laughs> which so, incident uh the owner you know me getting in bed with the owner and and telling him too much of my information he wanted to know how this young black guy was making all of this money for his company uh, i was doing debt collections for a guy that owned over a hundred um payday loan stores 
And, you know, he came down and he kind of scoped out my business and he sat around for days and weeks on end trying to figure out what I was doing. And eventually uh, he, he asked to partner with me and offered me expansion and more money. And I was kind of still, you know, dumb to the business like I was ignorant to a lot of things with business yeah. and I and I, I allowed him to come in you know the paperwork wasn't straight I had him signing contracts that actually I should have been signing in agreements and, and eventually he tricked me out of my business you know I came in one day and my the locks were changed you know he, he, he pushed me out and every employee that was there before him that was loyal to me he felt he pushed them out the door as well so how, so what would you tell someone? So someone new to entrepreneurship, what mm -hmm. would you tell them to do to position themselves for success, but to guard themselves from the sharks in the business world? Contract attorneys, I would always say, get yourself an attorney, read a lot of business books, pay close attention to everything, never let anybody sign a document without you being there if you're going to have a business partner. And most of all, you have to learn how to move in a room full of snakes without getting bit. You wow. have to. You, you have to. <laughs> yeah. You, you have to do it because the business world is a cold world out here and there's a lot of snakes in the business world. Everybody that pretend they have your best interests at heart, they actually don't. You know, everybody's trying to eat out here. Everybody's trying to make the most that they can make uh, with, with as little input as, you know, as possible, you know. So you, you got to learn how to move in a room full of snakes. You really wow. do. Yeah, I I guess that that's just, I mean, <laughs> that's just how it is when people. Yeah, it is. That, it is. People are attracted to success. So whether yes. it's success on the low end of things, where you in the streets and you see the glitz and glamour of that, or whether mm -hmm. you are in a upper middle class or middle class environment right. and those toys and those um, material yes. possessions become attractive. You know, there's always an attraction and people know what to look for. Oh so, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, so I, I'm really sorry that that happened, but I'm sure that you took a whole lot of lessons. It was definitely experience. a learning. It was definitely a learning experience, most definitely. I do absolutely nothing now without having my attorney to review it. As much as I think that I may know something, I make sure that she gets a copy first and, hey, glance over this before I sign it, uh, ins and outs, make sure all of my, uh, my I's are dotted and my T's are crossed before I sign anything. That way I don't end up in court in a legal situation or in a situation where I lose anything uh, as a result of someone else and them formulating a contract or making the contract uh, one-sided to benefit them. Right. That is so good. That is such good information. And I mean, to the entrepreneur who's listening, I hope that you are taking notes because this is unfortunately what can happen oftentimes in business because we try to usurp setting our business up properly. And Correct. so um, that, is, that is what Reggie is sharing with you. We, we have to set up proper business structures and contracts with people when we are trying to do a collaborative work. Um, so that we don't get taken by the snakes and the sharks in the business environment. So, um, all right. So we are past the, the, the challenges. <laughs> so let's yes. get down to the good part. So the good part is that Reggie was released from um, 
the tax invasion case three years ago. And he came back with the shebang, my friends. <laughs> yes, 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 I did. <laughs> so, so tell us about the um the the trucking business. What's what's going on there? Well, while I was gone, I met a guy who was into trucking. I'd already considered it before I left. But while I was gone, I met a guy that was into trucking and uh, he was actually doing his uh, his own taxes while we were in there. And I, I, I saw his taxes, you know, he, he needed some help because he spoke poor English. And I saw that this guy grossed over a million dollars. And I asked, how many, how many trucks do you have? He said five. You know, so when he told me that, hey, it's time for me to get to work doing some trucking because I know the type of money that I want to see in my lifetime. Right. Um, I got out on a Thursday. By Monday, I was in truck driving school. Uh, I started driving trucks for Anheuser-Busch after six weeks of schooling. Seven months later, I bought my first truck. A year later, I bought my second truck. A year after that, I, bought, I just bought my third truck, uh, November 23rd of this past year. Sweet. So, you know, yeah, yeah, and it's 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 been a journey and a it, it's been hard, but hey, it's been well worth it. Right. So how how has it been for you? Okay, so now you you're you're out, you're in the free world, you're doing business again, and you're doing it well, and you Correct. are successful at what it is that you've been doing, and mm -hmm. so. You're, but you're also now expanding your horizons because you're not just doing local runs, you're doing over the road runs. So you Correct. get to see your world from a different uh, view now. And right. so there's, um, I, I just been watching you on social media and you here <laughs> and you there and you over yeah. here. Yeah. And, yeah. and so it is just, it's just so cool because you do get, you got an opportunity to do a do over and you're taking great advantage of it. So mm -hmm. that is not the only thing that is going on. <laughs> so right, right. this guy right here during the pandemic, he uh, started messing around with a sauce that he had created a time before in one of his businesses. And he started playing with it uh, during the pandemic because he wasn't traveling. Is that right? And yeah, I decided to stay home for a while. Yeah, and play right. in the kitchen. <laughs> right, so he wasn't driving. He was in the kitchen. He messing with this sauce and he perfected it. And now he is the man on the hot sauce and he is in all kind of stores he's making all kind of deals so you got to tell us about this hot sauce okay my sauce is called pure heat gourmet sauce and uh i used to get on people about that it's not a hot sauce <laughs> it's not a hot sauce it's not a barbecue sauce it's an all sauce it's all gourmet sauce. It's, go, it's gourmet it goes on just about anything uh it goes on seafood uh chicken of course that's where it started uh beef pork uh veggies for the vegetarians out there my daughter uses uh, potato chips and popcorn and nachos you can <laughs> use it on just about anything i've got three flavors i have a garlic heat which is my best seller i have a sweet and spicy and a sweet and mild for people that you know that don't like hot foods it's still got a little kick to it but it's the perfect mix of flavor and heat is what i call all three of my sauces uh, right now, I am in over 150 stores. 
I just signed a large contract uh, with Schnucks Grocery Stores. Uh, it's the largest independently owned grocery store in the United States. And they have stores in Illinois, Missouri, uh, Wisconsin, and Iowa. And uh, I'm in several meat markets. I'm in a couple of stores in, in the Fort Worth and Dallas area, one store in Wyoming. And I'm shooting for the Georgia area next. That's where I'm heading with, with my sauces uh, down to Atlanta real soon. Um, I started the sauce during the pandemic. Uh, well, I started it long before that, actually, at my sports bar. It was called Pure Ultra Lounge. I started off on my chicken wings, but I perfected the sauce during the pandemic. Uh, last year around May, I started playing around the kitchen because everybody kept asking for my, my chicken wings. And I'm not a great cook, so I knew it wasn't the chicken wings, it was the sauce. So I decided to bottle it and sell it, and it kind of took off from there. And uh, with me having the, the the hustle mentality that I have, uh, the more people that ask for the sauce and, hey, when are you going to bring it over to my area? Uh, I live on the south side, the west side, the north side. I live in this city or that city. Every time somebody asks for the sauce, I made sure that I dropped in that area of town or in that particular city. And I touch bases with store owners and say, hey, taste this you know, shove a spoon in their mouth. Once they taste it, it's over with, you know, hey, you know, uh, go ahead and put a couple of cases on your shelf. Let's see if they sell. If they do, you pay me for that and you order more sauces, you know, and I knew my ultimate goal was to get into larger grocery store chains. So from that point, I started pushing for the grocery stores. And uh, I'm, right now I'm working a deal with a larger grocery store based out of Louisiana that's going to take me to, uh, into the Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama market that uh, I should have a word on next week. And I know God is good to me, so that's definitely, it's definitely going to happen. Sweet, you know, he, he, this is his business. He's watching over this business. He's protecting it. So it's definitely going to happen. Beautiful, 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 beautiful. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm really, I'm really happy for you, but you, I am, I'm just, I'm just excited because you weren't supposed to be who you are. You know, Correct. I'm sure that plenty of people counted you out way back. Oh in yeah. The day, oh yeah. You know? Oh yeah. Plenty, and so yeah. To, to see you come to the place that you are, having learned the lessons that you have and now that that's not it. Now you're speaking, you have a story to tell. So you're helping young yes. people. You're going into the schools in the same community you came from and you're making impact. Tell us right. about that. Well, uh, I've done a couple of speaking engagements uh, with COVID going on. They've been, they, they've been by Zoom. Uh, I've done a couple of eighth grade classes already, and I've done a, a ninth grade class, a, a freshman class already, basically teaching them the routes not to go, telling them my story. And I'm also in, in, in telling them my success, my success story as well of where I'm at now in life. And I try to teach everybody, including them, financial freedom. And you don't always have to be a rapper or dribble a basketball or, or, or throw a ball to make it in life. Wow. There are a lot of other ways to make it. And sometimes your path may not lead you to college. And just because it doesn't lead you to college does not mean that you cannot still be a millionaire. Because we have a lot of them right now in the United States that's in the top 10 millionaires who did not go to college. 
So there's still a million other ways to get it out there. It, uh, the United States is definitely free enterprise. So it's plenty of money out there. I actually just started another company, uh, on a humbug the other day. It's called Boston up trucking. I, I threw that company together in like a 24 to 48 hour time period because people ask me so much about the trucking business. And I came in and I kind of, I'm not gonna say monopolized the business, but I mastered the business pretty quickly and, and and I took a company from nothing to uh, mid six figures in, in a matter of two years and I have a lot of knowledge to share and 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 I'm not just a teacher I've actually done it you know I, I've hit every state in that truck I've, I've hit every mountain in that truck so I know that I can guide people and help people do the same thing so they don't have to bump their heads like I did uh purchasing their first truck doing any of their paperwork dealing with accountants dealing with the brokers to book their loads uh, I have valuable information to give so it's, it's free enterprise out here you know you can go out here and, and get get this money a lot of ways legally yeah supply and demand is what it's about yeah so in our conversations we talked a little bit about um just about where you come from and where you are and you talked Mm -hmm. about the transferable principles of the street life and the fast lane versus business and that really at the end of the day is entrepreneurship so, yeah, it's business. Well, so tell us about that. Well, just you know, I, I would I would I would equate business to the drug game. You know, you're counting money all day. You're staying up long hours. Uh, you're managing people if you're in the hierarchy of the drug game, <laughs> and you do the same thing in business. You know, the same thing you're doing out in the streets. You convert those same things over to entrepreneurship. Uh, just like those drugs you're selling, you're convincing people to buy them. You convince these other larger corporations to take a chance on you and your business. Uh, the same way you're saving that money to to re up and buy your next shipment or whatever you're doing illegally, you take this same money that you make off of your first business or that first dime that you make and you reinvest re, uh, invest it back in your business. You have to keep that re-up money at all times in business. When you make that first dollar, that first $10, that first $100, you don't take that money and go on a trip, go buy shoes, go get your hair done. You got to take that money and drop it right back in your business to keep that business flourishing and going on to the next level. Um, and those mental breaks are going to come and you're going to have those mental breaks where you can take a vacation. But in the beginning and in your first year, it's not the time. You got to continuously reinvest that money. And the same way you stay up all night, say, hey, I don't want to work eight hours. I don't want to work 10 hours. But if you're out there selling drugs, you're going to have to be up overnight most of the night, you know, doing what you're doing in the streets. Yeah. And, you know, and you don't have to watch your back. Just pay your taxes and keep hustling and keep grinding. And it's going to come. It's definitely going to go. I love it. And so, so many of the young people today, I love what you just said, because so many people, the, the younger generations is what I'm speaking to. They don't see that there is a grind and you do have to start at a level that may be, um, the, the small beginnings, you know, you, yes. you may have to start small in order to become big. You talked about, you don't have to dribble a basketball. None of those things come suddenly. All of them come from work. So you see 
this um this person become this person of greatness but in the background you don't know the backstory so we all have to pay a price for our success so success sometimes takes us away from sleep we it's a sacrifice our families, you know what I'm saying? So in order to live a certain lifestyle, there are some things that you have to say no to, but Mm -hmm. our, our younger generation seem to think that, you know, everything needs to happen like this because we have the internet, we have social media, we have all of these different platforms, but at the end of the day, it's about being patient. It's about staying committed to the plan. And, and I, 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 I don't I don't mean to interject, but speaking on what you're talking about right now, uh-huh. a lot of people, they're afraid to try things because they fail and they're they're afraid to jump out there and try new business ventures, thinking it won't happen for them. And I was reading something that Draymond wrote from Shark Tank, you know, wrote several books, you know, uh, the, the, the 409, Formula 409, the cleaning mm-hmm. solution. They came up with the name Formula 409 because these scientists kept trying and trying and trying and kept failing to make this 408 (laughs) times they failed they failed 408 times and on the 409th time they came up with this perfect cleaning solution so you're gonna fail you may fail you and you may get it right the first time but it took them 408 times to come up with that 409 solution and that's a billion dollar (laughs) cleaning solution now you know that that yeah it, it took a lot so sometimes you're going to fail and, and there's nothing wrong with failing at a business. You just get up and keep trying. I love you know, it. Get up and keep trying. I love it. But that's what it's all about. You know, um, no excuses, playing to win. Uh, we got to yeah. win this thing. We cannot yeah. give up. And if you're going, I mean, in life, if you make a decision to do anything, you're you you probably gonna fail a few times it might not be a 408 times Mm -hmm. but even for you you learned so much in your former in 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 the formative years of your life to till today you're able to use the lessons back there to bring them forward so fail forward don't fall backwards don't do that you know Fail forward. Do what it takes to get the job done. We can win. We can win. We don't have to take the fast lane and and experience the possibility of incarceration and taking away our freedoms and all of these types of things. But we Mm -hmm. also have to make sure that the legal side of things are covered. And oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. I so, think I bumped my head enough for everybody out here. You know, I do a lot of mentorship. You know, you can you can go to my website, uh, reach out to me, ask a question on the website. I'm always there to help everybody in the trucking business and any type of business and just mentorship period, you know. So while you're um, there, share with them what share with the audience what that website is so that people can, if you don't mind, um, those that might want to reach out to you and talk to you about where they are or ask a question, get some insight for where they are. Uh, what is that website? I have two websites. One is Reggie, R-E-G-G-I-E, D is in David, Reggie D at stlpureheat.com. 
in Boston without the G at the end, B-O-S-S-I-N, bossinuptrucking.com. You can reach out to me on either website and ask a question. Uh, feel free to sign up for my class and you can order some sauce. <laughs> All right. See, I'm ordering my sauce. So y'all got to get the sauce. <laughs> Look, yes, I, yes. It is not hot sauce, right, Reggie? <laughs> it is gourmet sauce. It's not all hot, and it goes on anything. That Fish, seafood, uh, pork, uh, just anything, anything you can think of, I have a sauce for it. It's three flavors. Sweet, 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 yes. sweet. All right, well, let's uh, go ahead, and we're going to wrap it up, but before we leave, I want to ask you if you could share three nuggets to leave the audience with to help them to know that they don't need to make excuses, but to play to win in this life. Right. Keep good moral character. That's one thing that I say. Moral character, push, pray until something happens, always, and never give up. That's Those are the three things that I'll leave you with. That's good. Never give up. Pray until something happens. And what was the first thing you said? Keep keep those good moral characters. Keep, you got keep to the good moral yeah. character. Yeah. That's good mm -hmm. stuff. That's good. So y'all heard it from the Reggie D, the pure heat king. Look, yes. <laughs> that's, your little, <laughs> that's your little commercial right there. Hey, hey the sauce boss is what they call me. The sauce boss. The sauce boss. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. That's that's good. That's good. Reggie, thank you so much for sharing thank you. your time. Thank you your story and your great success with navigating life with Coach Lowe. We are just so grateful to have great people like you on because we need to know that no matter where we find ourselves, someone has been there before us and learned the lessons that we need to grab a hold of in order to move forward. So thank you for your transparency. Thank you for staying committed to winning thank in you. life. Thank you for having me. You are more well, most welcome and thank you for coming. So we're going to say good night to our audience and we are going to say good night, Mr. Reggie, the boss sauce king, which was what you, what you could it's, it's, the, it's the sauce boss. The, the sauce, sauce boss. boss. Look, yes, I yes. put it all together. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Mr. <laughs> sauce boss, we thank you. So have a good night and thank you so much for joining us. And to the Navigating Life community with Coach Lowe, I thank you so much for hanging in there with us. We hope you enjoyed the show and that you'll join us again. Have a good night. Bye-bye.